Tell me about failure number three, getting fired. Oh, man. Yes. So this was 2010. I was working for a startup in Charleston, which I will actually not name, but they're actually not even around anymore. But I was working, they were doing onboarding and hiring software for restaurants and convenience stores and stuff like that. My job basically was to create wireframes, a lot of boilerplate kind of wireframes for different states of this user journey. And, and, you know, it wasn't bad. It was like, I liked the folks I was working with and it was a startup, which was interesting. You know, there's like a vibe around all that stuff that is kind of frenetic and invigorating. So, you know, so I was, I was really into it and it was going really well, except for I didn't get along with the guy who I worked directly for. And I'd never had this happen before. So I was, you know, I, I got along with everybody and I, I really made it a point to be easy to work with and, you know, contribute all this. And this guy, we just never could get there. And so over the course of about three months, you know, I was, I was doing everything I could. I was trying to do like these, I called them observational Myers-Briggs types things where I was saying, okay, this guy seems like he's this personality type, so I maybe need to communicate with him this way. Like, I was desperate to just get along with this guy, and it just wasn't happening. And I got, at one point, put on a performance review, and the guy that was doing my performance review was like, I feel like you're doing a good job. I'm not exactly sure what we're what we're doing, but we're going to do this and, and work it out. And, you know, again, I was still just... I had people telling me like you're doing good stuff and we you know we like working with you and this I just couldn't get there with this guy. And it was really hard for me cuz I like people and I generally want to get along with everybody, but it uh just wasn't happening. And so one day uh in early August someone came by and was like, "Hey, can you join us in the in the conference room over here?" And I was you know, I'd already been on the performance review. And uh I went in there and it was my boss and it was the head of human resources. And I was like, oh man, okay, this maybe is not good. But I was, I'd always kind of had this, you know, I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to do my work. Like what's the worst? What are they going to do? Fire me? Well, turns out they were going to fire me. (laughs) And so I go in and I sit down and, and this guy, he just kind of starts off and he's rattling off all this stuff. And he's like, you know, just Long story short, your services are no longer needed here and da 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 and just going down this whole like rundown of what I had done wrong and why I was getting getting canned. And at the end of it, he in this very condescending way looks at me, he's like, you know, do you have anything you want to say for yourself? And I look at him and I say, Well, today is my birthday. And it was like pin drop quiet. Like it was so uncomfortable. He had no idea. The director of HR is sitting there staring at him like how did you not know? We could have done this Monday. We didn't have to do this today. We could have done this, you know. So it was just very, very tense. August 9th, 2010, fired on my birthday. I had one of my friends who was the head of IT security come watch me clean out my desk, put all my stuff in my box. He's talking to me as I'm doing. He's like, dude, this is so weird. I'm really sorry. I'm like, hey, man, you're doing, doing what you got to do. And so I take my box and I go out to my car and I sit there and I am crushed. Like I'm devastated. Like I've never been fired from anything. And I always tried to have good relationships with people I work with and whatnot. And this is where I was. I was canned on my birthday, sitting in my car and my phone rings 
And it's my friend Richie. And Richie's a guy who I've known since I was probably six. Like we met in like Little League Baseball. And Richie's like, hey man, what's up? Happy birthday. What are you doing? And I say, I just got fired. And he gets, he's quiet for a second. He's like, you got fired? And I say, I got fired. He says, on your birthday? I say, yeah, I got fired on my birthday. And he was real quiet for a second again. And he's like, yeah, man, but didn't you hate that job? And I was like, yeah, I actually did hate this job. Like I've been struggling for months. Like it had put me in this kind of depression, anxiety spiral of trying to please this guy who I just couldn't get there with, you know? And in that like one moment, Richie had taken this overwhelming weight that I was carrying, this thing I was sitting with, and put it in this framework of like, well, the decision's made for you now. You don't even have the option of trying to work it out. Like, just just go do the next thing. And I had gotten pretty decent severance. And so I spent the next pretty much month and a half just driving up and down the coast of South Carolina. I'd surf, I'd fish, and just kind of, you know, get my head straight. And to this day, getting fired on my birthday, August 9th, 2010, one of the best days of my life. The best birthday present you could it possibly have gotten. <laughs> yeah. Because like I was hemming and hawing about like, you know, do I want to make a move? If I make a move, I got to have something else lined up. I just, I can't make the leap. I, you know, I was just a ball of nerves and um, was kind of constantly being undermined. And so all of a sudden it was like this gift that the decision was made for me and I didn't have to navigate it anymore. And then I had the clarity to say, all right, now what? So you just never know. This uh, this kind of reminds me. You're, are you interested in like stoicism? And this, I feel like it sounds like you were just like, well, the decision's made for me. So like, I can only control what I can control to a certain extent, and you just moved on, right? Well, it, it took my friend shifting my perspective, you know. And we need people, like we need people. And in that moment, you know, just like the the kid who helped me get get through my nerves pre performance. Richie was there unknowingly to him in a way that I still am like, man, it snapped me right out of it. Thank God, because who knows where you would have gone in that car without that. I mean, I would have just gone home probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. I don't know if, you, if you're the type of person that might be like, I will just go straight to a bar or I don't know, something. But Oh, I, I think I did that anyway. But I mean, it was yeah, your it birthday. Was more, it was more celebratory. Yeah, at that that's yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah, I was not drowning my sorrows. I was celebrating my freedom. Right. Yeah, that's that's wild. So if anyone's listening to this that that may not have got, I don't know, a client project that they wanted to get. I'm actually thinking about this from my personal perspective. I, I've been trying to get sponsors for the podcast, and you know, it's been it's been a bit of a yeah, we'd love to sponsor you, and then it's like crickets when you, when you, when you send a send a message or whatever. And you know, when one door closes, another door opens, type thing. And it depends how you how you look at the rejection that you get. You know, maybe that rejection is the universe giving you a little shunt to be like, hey, look, you know, you need to go this way, or you know, however you. But how, looking at those things as positives can dramatically change, you know, your outlook. And, and how you approach the next thing, right? It's one of my dad's favorite sayings and has been since I was in high school. It used to drive me crazy, but he would always be like, good news, bad news, who knows? Because you never know. Like the thing that might be the heartbreak 
it might turn out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. You just got to stay open. Stay open. Beautiful. Have you heard the story of the Chinese horse? I'm not sure. I'd love to, though. I'm going to tell you it. So it's, it's this silly story, but I think it illustrates this point. There's this story of this horse that turns up to this poor farmer family, right? So beautiful horse turns up like a like a racehorse, right? And they're like, oh my God, why is this horse here? And people from the town are like, wow, you're so lucky. And, and this family are like, we'll see. And so the, the son's riding the horse around this beautiful horse and everyone's looking at him like, wow, I'm so jealous of this horse. Like they've got this beautiful horse. And the son falls off and breaks his leg. And everyone in the town's like, God, oh, that's so unlucky. And then, <laughs> and then the family are like, well, we'll see. And then war breaks out and there's conscription. So, you know, basically this son can't go to war anymore because he's broken his leg. And everyone in the town's like, oh, you're so lucky. And, and the family's like, well, we'll see. And it's this same idea, right? It's that, the like, same thing. It's the you know, exact same it's, thing. It, I actually have heard that story. Okay. I love well, it. I love it's it. quite an interesting idea that it's like, Essentially, whatever happens is neither good nor bad. It's just the outlook that you attribute to that determines, you know, how you act in that moment and and then what follows from that. So it's just a, quite an interesting idea that I think really relates to that. 